Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you for all that. Hey y'all, good morning, good morning, good morning, thank you, thank you. Hey y'all, good morning, good morning. Oof. How y'all doing? It's morning. Good morning. I'm whispering all up. Hey, good morning. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, y'all. Good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations. I'm not going to be on here long. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Do me a favor. Go share the video. That's what I'm getting ready to do. Go share the video. Go share the video. Good morning. Go share the video. Good morning. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? Good morning. Yeah. Let's just begin to bless the Lord. Let's just begin to bless the Lord. Let's begin to bless the Lord. Come on, y'all. Let's just begin to bless the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's just begin to bless the Lord. Oh, my God. Lord, you are good. You are faithful. Come on, y'all. Lord, you are good. You are faithful. Come on now. Let's just begin to bless the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, you are so good. Lord, you are so faithful. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, you are so faithful. Lord, you are so faithful. He is faithful. He is faithful. He is faithful. Oh, my God. He is faithful. If I had to be a witness to anybody today, it would be surely to say, God, you are so faithful. God, you are so faithful. God, you are so, so faithful. Ooh, come on, y'all. Oh, my God. He is so faithful. My God. You are so faithful. <laughs> you are so faithful. Ooh, you are so faithful. My goodness. 
Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for your faithfulness. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness. Ooh. My God, he is a faithful father. He is a faithful father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for being faithful. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being faithful. Ooh. Thank you for being faithful, Lord God. Come on, y'all. Thank him for his faithfulness. Lord, we thank you for he is. He is, Janae. He is faithful. No matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, he is faithful. Ooh. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. Ooh, you are so faithful. You are so good. Ooh, come on, y'all. We thank you for your faithfulness. My God, I like that, Angela. Yes, I will bless the Lord at all times. Ooh, his praise will continue to be in my mouth. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. Ooh, my goodness. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. And Lord God, we thank you for your faithfulness. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father God, for your faithfulness. We thank you, Father God, for how intentional you are. We thank you, Father God, for how considerate you are. We thank you, Father God, for how loving you are. Ooh. We thank you, Father God, for how merciful you are. Oh, my God. We thank you, Lord God, for how merciful you are. Thank you, Teresa, for sharing. We thank you, Lord God, for your mercy. We thank you, Father God, for your love. We thank you, Father God, for your peace. We thank you, Father God, for your glory. We thank you, Father God, for your faithfulness. Lord God, you are so faithful. Ooh, my God. Lord God, you are so faithful. You are faithful. He has, Mama Sandra. He has been faithful to you. Ooh, my God. He has been faithful to you. Sometimes um, when we um, are going through circumstances and situations, we will put more emphasis on um, the, the pain of the story than we will the glory of God, right? We, we, we will, with the, 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 the pain of the story, the pressure of the story, more than we will the glory of God, right? But we really need to put the, the emphasis on the glory. We really need to emphasize on what he has done. Yep, the testimony is so important, but the faithfulness to God, ooh, come on now. My God, the faithfulness of God is what, Lord, you know, I've been through this situation. Give him, get that little bit. Don't give Satan, don't give the situation so much. Lord, I've been through this situation. Here's the, but here's the real truth. My God, God is faithful. God is faithful. No matter the circumstance of the situation, God is faithful. Ooh. This, that's got to be the, the emphasis, the emphasis and the glory of the situation has to be given and put on God. Not, not, we, sometimes we like to, oh my God, you know, well, I've been, I've been through, I've been, I've been through so much. You have been through so much, but the faithfulness of his glory. So when I see these women of God jumping on here, who I know have been through some things lately. And they're not even they don't they're not even putting their emphasis on what they've been through. They're just putting their emphasis on his glory. Like the faithfulness of God. The yep, the situation occurred, but the faithfulness of God. Yep, the situation happened, but the faithfulness of God. Oh my God. 
God has been so faithful. God has been so faithful. But the faithfulness of God. Ooh, come on, y'all. But the faithfulness of God. Oh, my God. In every transition, in every storm, in every circumstance, in every situation, our testimony needs to be with the faithfulness of God. Oh, Lord, I feel your power on that. The, not that the circumstance isn't real, not that the situation isn't real, not that you didn't overcome, but the end of the line testimony should be, but the faithfulness of God, Ooh, glory to God, but the faithfulness, but the faithfulness, but the faithfulness of God, Ooh, that ought to be your shout this morning, that ought to be what you testify this morning, but the faithfulness of God, Ooh, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Thank you. I 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 thank you. Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness. Come on now. But the faithfulness of God. Oh, Lord God. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for your might. I thank you for your power. I thank you for your strength. That's all his faithfulness, but the faithfulness of God. I thank you for never leaving me. I thank you for never forsaking me. I thank you for always providing for me. I thank you for always protecting me. I thank you for always loving me. I thank you for always keeping me. I thank you, Father God. Even when I am not faithful. (laughs) Even when I am not faithful. My God, you are so faithful to Lakeisha. Come on now, but the faithfulness of God. (laughs) But the faithfulness of God. If you want to shake something off this morning, if you feel the pressure of the enemy, I dare you to start talking about the faithfulness of God. I dare you to stand in the faithfulness of God. I dare you to share about the faithfulness of God. I dare you to share about the faithfulness of God. Yeah. My God, he is with us to the to the very end. Oh my God. He is with us to the very end. Oh my God. His mercy, his love, his power, his strength. He is with us to the very end. Oh my God. I tell you guys um all the time Probably one of the most powerful experiences in my life was when my late husband was making his transition and I was getting to, I was by this. I get to, I got to stand there and watch this scene. I got to stand there and watch this transition. I got to stand there and I got to watch his last breath, right? And as I think back to this empowering moment, I think about the faithfulness of God. I know this sounds to somebody else, it sounds so, so sad. But when I get down to this last moment of when he took his last breath, guess what? I get to think about the faithfulness of God. As I watch him take his breath, all I can think about right now is the faithfulness of God. Because I demonstrated the power of God in his life. I demonstrated the power of God in his healing. No, his healing wasn't on this side. His healing was on the other side. But I demonstrated the power of God up until his last breath. And as he was quoting and saying, he who dwelleth in the secret place. This is my husband. He who dwelleth in the secret place of the most high. Those were the last things he was saying to the Lord. Oh my God. He who dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide in the shadow of the almighty. Those were the last things that he was saying to the Lord. He who dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide in under the shadow of the almighty. That was the last thing he was saying. My God. That's the faithfulness of God. Oh my God. That's the faithfulness of God. That's his faithfulness. In season and out of season and in storms and out of storms. Come on, y'all. The faithfulness of God. My God. I don't even know if I can go any further right now. The faithfulness of God. God is so faithful. God is so faithful. Like God is so intentional. Yes, Angela, his love never expired to the end, to the last breath. I got to witness the faithfulness of God. Do you know what power is in that? The 
faithfulness of God. So this morning, instead of complaining, instead of letting the enemy make you think about all the negative things about your test and all the suffering, because the scripture has told us, oh my God, that suffering will come. Oh my God, that suffering will come. Oh my God. It told us that. It's told us that. That, that suffering, suffering's gonna come, suffering's gonna, suffering's gonna happen. That does not negate the fact that God is not faithful. Ooh, come on, y'all. That does not, not negate the fact that every promise of God, come on now, is yes and amen. Oh, come on now. It does not mean it. This world is full of suffering. We suffer. All of us have suffered physically, emotionally, uh, mentally. It's a part of our experience, right? But if we recognize and realize and put our hope in the fact that we are still blessed, my God, and even if it's a threat of death, can I tell you something? (laughs) Can I tell you something? You still gonna be blessed. I promise you are. First Peter 3 and 14, but even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Oh, come on now. Even if you should suffer right, for suffer for why you are blessed, do not fear their threats. <laughs> do not feel the threats of the enemy. Do not fear the threat of death. Do not fear the threat of the enemy. Do not fear the hand of the enemy. Do not fear him. Do not fear him. Because if you are, even if you've suffered for right, even if you've suffered for the good of God, guess what? You are blessed. Why? Because of the faithfulness of God. Come on, y'all. Come on. Do not be afraid. Do not be frightened. I told you, the enemy is only, he only has so much power. Every time in the middle of a test, come on, Holy Spirit, in the middle of a circumstance that you begin to testify, oh, not about the storm. The storm is real. But when you begin to testify about the faithfulness of God, can I tell you what you begin to do? You begin to shift the power. Oh. Come on, y'all. Shift the power. When you begin to, instead of putting the emphasis on the storm, instead of putting the emphasis, when you begin to put your eyes on Jesus, come on now. When you begin to put your eyes on the faithfulness of God, you will begin to shift the enemy's power. See, can I tell you something about Beelzebub, Lucifer, Satan? He loves to keep you in a depressed this trodden state. He loves to keep you in a circumstance and situation looking um, at the problems more than you look for the glory. He loves to keep you in a circumstance and situation where you're focused more on the problems than you're focused on the glory. Oh my God. But you need to focus on the glory. The faithfulness of God. God, you have been so faithful. God, you have continued to be faithful. God, you will continue to be faithful. It's not that the storm isn't real. It's not that the storm hasn't presented itself. It is not like that the enemy hasn't come in like a flood. It's just simply that the word of God is the standard. Come on now. It's not the enemy hasn't come in like a flood. It's that the word of God has raised up a standard. Come on now. The word of God has raised up a standard. The word of God has raised up a standard. You shift the atmosphere when you begin to focus (laughs) on the word of God. You shift the atmosphere when you begin to discuss and talk about the faithfulness of God. My God, my God, the word of God becomes the standard. Oh, Lord God. So even when the enemy comes in like a flood, oh my God, the word will lift up a standard. Isaiah 59 and 19. So shall they fear the name of the Lord where the sun sets and his glory where it arises. For he will come like a raging flood driven by the breath of the Lord. Your redeemer lives. He comes in like a raging Come on now. He comes in like a raging flood. He comes in raging. Come on now. My God, I thank you, Father God, for coming in like a raging flood. My God, I thank you, Father God, that victory belongs to you. So even in your suffering, come on now. If you you will shift, you will shift the hand of the enemy. 
If you will begin to talk about the faithfulness of God, 1 Peter 4 and 1, Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attitude, because, because whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. Arm yourself with the same attitude that I'm taking this to the cross. Arm yourself with the same attitude of gratitude. Arm yourself with the same attitude that no matter this circumstance, no matter the situation, God has this. God has kept me. God has always kept me. God has always been with me. God has always loved me. God has always complete me. He does not leave me complete. God has never left me without. God has never lack, left me lacking. Ooh, that's the faithfulness of God. That's the faithfulness of God. First Peter 5 and 10 tells us, and the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered just a little while, he will himself restore you and make you strong. Ooh, come on now. He himself will restore you and make you strong. After you've suffered such a little while, just a little while, he himself. See, that's got to become your focal point. Ooh, even in the midst of your suffering. If I were you, I would take 1 Peter 5 and 10 and I would plaster it absolutely everywhere. And the God of all grace... <laughs> Who has called me to eternal glory in Christ. After I've suffered a little while, guess what he's going to do? He's going to restore me. <laughs> Ooh, Isaiah tells me he's going to restore all the canker, what, the canker worm and what, the locusts. Ooh, all, the, all the things that's been eaten, all the things that's stolen. In a little while, he's going to restore me. Why? Because that's the faithfulness of God. Ooh, come on, y'all. That's the faithfulness of God. That's how faithful he is. That's how intentional he is. That is the faithfulness. Lord God, we thank you for your faithfulness. Ooh, thank you, Lord. 2 Corinthians 4 and 17. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. I know this is hard to conceive sometimes, but can I tell you, your suffering in Christ Jesus, ooh, there's an eternal glory that you're going to give birth to after this. And God is not going to leave you suffering always. That's not the kind of God we serve. This momentary affliction, I promise you, there is a reward. There is a peace. There is an endurance. There is a strength. Oh, there is something so powerful that is coming to you after this. Oh, come on now. My God, 2 Timothy 3 and 12 reminds us, in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Jesus Christ will be persecuted. Ooh, come on now. My God, Colossians 1 and 24. Now I rejoice in what I'm suffering for you, and I will fill up in my flesh what is lacking Ooh, in regard to Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, which is the which is the church, even in our suffering. Can I tell you what's happening to our flesh? We're going to fill up with spiritual things. Ooh, can I tell you, I shared with them in a private group um, the other day, the difference between um, the temptation and the test, right? The test draws us closer to God. The temptation's design is to draw us away from God. When you're trying to determine whether or not it's a test or a temptation, tests always draw you to the goodness, to the power of God, to the dependence of God. When it's a temptation, the design is it's drawing you away from God. It's, it's, it's tempting you to do, to do things that will separate you from God. A test draws you into God, into the dependency of God, into the power of God, into the rest of God. Ooh, my God. So when, you're, you're, when you are tested, Whatever your flesh is lacking, your spirit, man, will begin to be filled up if you lean not into your own understanding. Oh, my God. Somebody put that in your notes. Lord, I've got to learn how not to lean in my own understanding when I'm taking the test. Woo! Come on now. Oh, my God. I've got to learn to not lean into my own understanding. When I'm taking the test, oh my God, my God, my God, 
that that that's when your spirit gets filled up. That's when you discern that this is not the the flesh part of you taking on. Remember 1 Corinthians 2 and 14. This will not make sense to your flesh. I'm paraphrasing. This will this will not make sense to your flesh. The spiritual things of God are not going to make sense to your flesh. Ooh, it's it's not it's just not going to add up. So during the test, Lord, I've got to remember. Ooh. I've, I've, I've got to I've got to remember to lean into the spiritual things of God. I've got to remember not to lean into my own understanding. I've, I've got to remember to acknowledge you. I've got to remember to let you guide all my ways. I'm, I've got to remember that Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I've got to remember. Ooh, come on now. I got to remember, I got to remember to lean. Oh, come on now. I got to remember to lean into the power of God. I got to remember to lean into the presence of God. I got to remember to lean into the truth of God, not a truth, the truth, (laughs) not a truth, the truth. I got to remember to lean into the truth of God. Oh, I got to be, can I tell you something of what a lean does? Can I just speak to you by the spirit for just a second? Can I tell you what a lean God a lean puts you in the position of God. <laughs> Ooh, can, I, can I tell you something? When I trust in the Lord with all my heart and I lean not into my own understanding, when I lean in his direction, when I lean on my knees, when I lean on my face, ooh, the lean puts you in the position of God. Oh my God. When I lean, when I lean, L-E-A-N, when I lean, right? Because can I tell you what's happening when I'm leaning? When I'm leaning, I'm also being led. Ooh. When I'm leaning, I'm also being led. And this is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. When I am leaning, this is one of my foundational scriptures. When I am leaning, I am in the position of God. When I am leaning, I am also in the presence of God. When I am leaning, I am in the power of God. When I lean towards the things of God, I position myself. Oh, my God. To be in his presence. <laughs> Ooh. So trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not into thy own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. And guess what he's going to do? He's going to direct your path. My God. He's going to direct. He's going to direct your path. My God. Not a self-directed path. Ooh, my God. My, I don't know about you, but I'm over self-directed paths. Oh my God. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of directing my own path because it seems like when I direct my own path, I only get so far. Come on now. I only get so far. Like I only get so far. So when I make the decision, trust the Lord with all my heart, lean not into my own understanding. I lean into his presence. Come on, y'all. I lean into his power. I lean into his provision. Psalms 91, the psalmist David said his best. He said, oh my gosh, he or she who dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide in the shadow of the almighty. When I trust in the Lord with all my heart, my God. God and I lean into his presence my God and I lean into his direction and I lean into his word oh can I tell you what that does for you that removes you from the snares and the trap of the enemy oh my God when you let God direct your path oh when you let God direct the circumstance when you let God direct the situation oh my God, can I tell you what to direct means? Oh my God, y'all know I like words. To direct means to extend, Ooh, to move, my God, from one place to another. Ooh, can I tell you what also direction does when we allow the Lord to direct us? Oh my God, Holy Spirit, thank you for this this morning. When God directs us, when God directs us, what happens to us, he'll, he'll direct us in the shortest way. Ooh, Come on now, because the snap and the the snare and the trap of the enemy is to get you on the long route. Oh, my God. God is going to lead you in the shortest way. God God is going to lead you in the shortest way. And he's going to lead you in the shortest way without changing direction or without stopping. Now, the the way might not seem short to us. The, The way... 
The way may not seem short to us, but he's going to lead you in the shortest way without stopping or changing your direction. That's what happens when we lean. My God, into the presence of God. He's going to extend us. He's going to move us. And then can I tell you something? Just by being in his presence. Remember when we learned the first a few weeks ago about the prayer of Jabez asking God to show us how to be powerful and impactful in our territory. And then Jabez says, and keep me from evil so that I may not cause any harm when I lean into his direction. When I don't lean into my own understanding, guess what happens? He's going to keep you from evil. He's going he's to keep you. He's going to keep you from evil. He's going to keep you from out of the snare. He's going to keep you from out of ungodly counsel. He's going to keep you from out of the trap and the hand of the enemy. So I can't afford. Can you put this in your notes this morning? I cannot afford not to lean into God. I cannot afford to continue to lean into my own understanding. I cannot afford to lean into my own wisdom My God, because when I lean in the direction of God, I'm going to experience his presence. I'm going to experience his power. I'm going to experience his provision. I'm going to experience his protection. Oh, my God. And can I tell you something? My own personal testimony, it's nothing like being in the presence of God. It's nothing like being in the power of God. It's nothing like being in the provision of God. Oh, my God. Let me read to you Psalms 1. Blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the man, woman, who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, following their advice and example. Can I say this to you this morning? Sometimes we can be our own. Wicked counsel. Can we just be real? Sometimes we can be our own wicked counsel. (laughs) Sometimes we have had patterns and ways and thoughts that have been a part of us for so long that we won't even recognize that it's not even the counsel of God. Sometimes it ain't even about other people. It ain't about your haters. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't about nobody else. Sometimes you can be your own wicked counsel. Sometimes you have habits, thoughts, and patterns. Oh, my God. In which you've lived in for so long that do not add up to the spiritual things of God. They just have seemed to be working. Ooh. Let me drink on that. <laughs> They just have seemed to be working. Not recognizing. Just let me see about this here. Not recognizing that they've kept you in struggle. Not recognizing that they've kept you in a trap. Not not recognizing that they're not getting you far. Not recognizing that they're not allowing you to receive and witness and experience the fullness of God. You're just doing. And can I tell you? What it feels like when you just doing? Can you can I tell you that? Can can I can I tell you what it feels like when you just doing? You always come back to this place. Can I give you the sign for what it feels like when you're just doing? You always come back to this place. <laughs> you always come back to this place, right? You always come back to this place where you feel empty. Where you feel like what you're doing is not enough. Where you sometimes will feel like you in the wrong. You, you can be doing for so good for such a, it'd be cool for a second. It'd be cool for a second. Feel like you got momentum. And then uh, for some reason, you always hit this spot that seems so dry. <laughs> that's because we've been in our own council for so long. That That's because our, our what we've been doing feels so good to our flesh. It feels so good to our flesh. It feels so natural to us. It's natural. It's a natural feeling. It's a natural way we've handled things. It's a natural way that we've done things. And it looks like it's yielding much success, but it's really kind of had you in the same 
pattern and cycle and a sign to you that it keeps ending up in the same place is when you get to them dead, bare, dry, barren, dry moments. Because whatever's in God is not dead, it's not barren, and it's not dry. Woo! When it's when it's in God, it's not dead. It doesn't mean even when you come to a dry place, Elijah proved that to us. Even when things were drying up, he was still provided for. He was still, he was never lacking in a, in a dry situation. Come on, Holy Spirit, speak to me. So, blessed, fortunate, prospered, and favored by God is the man or woman who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, following their advice and following their example. <laughs> following your own advice, following your own example. It says, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit down in the rest in the seat of scoffers, or ridiculers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law, on God's law, not your own law, because how many of us know we got our own little rules made up? How many of us know we got our own little beliefs made up? How many of us know we got our own little ways we handle and do things? It says, and not on his law, <laughs> and on his law, not your little rules you made for yourself. This ain't even about nobody else this morning. This about you. Not your little rules you made yourself. Not your little precepts you made for yourself. Not your little teachings you made for yourself. Not your little habits you made for yourself. It says, but his delight, this, this wise person, this fortunate person, this prosperous person, this favored person. Woo! His law or her law, her precepts, her teachings. She habitually, he habitually meditates day and night on the Lord. I'm going to give you this and I'm going to give you a little bit of my testimony. Yes, yes, I hear you, Holy Spirit. I'm going to share what the Lord has done for me. And if you can do it for me, you can do it for you. Ooh. 13, Romans 13, 8 through 10. Owe nothing to anyone except to love and seek the best for one another. Am I in the right scripture? Yes. Um, for one another, for he who unselfishly loves his neighbor has fulfilled the essence of the law. The essence of the law is love. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. Any other commandments, you are summed up in the statements. You shall love your neighbor, love those no wrong to a neighbor, love never hurts anyone, um, a love is unselfish. Do this knowing that it is a critical time. Ooh, can I back up and say this? It is, it is a, do this knowing it is a critical time. It is already the hour for you to awaken from your sleep of spiritual complacency. For our salvation is nearer to us now than we first believed in Christ. The night, the present evil age is almost gone and the day of Christ's return is almost here. So let us fling away the works of darkness and put on the full armor of light. Let us conduct ourselves properly and honorably as in the light of day, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual promiscuity and irresponsibly, but responsibility, not in quarreling and jealousy, but clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for nor even think about gratifying the flesh in regard to its proper desires. So when I meditate on this law day and night, the my first motive of everything that I do is going to be in love. I'm going to honor his commandments. I understand that this is a critical time. I'm going to wake myself from spiritual complacency. Woo! I'm recognizing that my time does not belong to myself. My time belongs to God. Woo! And I'm going to do away with these things in the flesh. I'm not even getting ready to think about gratifying the flesh. Because I begin to recognize I'm out with this world. This world going to end. We're going to be out of time soon. And I'm going to be pressing and present into the things of God because I'm not going to lean into my own understanding. And then another one I would spend time reading is Galatians 3, 1 and 29. That was Romans 13, 8 and 10. Hanging the laws of love in everything. You cannot do anything. The whole root of the kingdom is love. The whole root of the kingdom is love. The whole root of the kingdom of love. Every law hangs itself on love, right? So let me give you to the joyous point. It says, and if I meditate, habitually meditate day and night, 
then what's going to happen is I'm going to be like a tree firmly planted, fed by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in the season. Its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does or she does, he or she will prosper and come to maturity. You should have a desire to be spiritually mature. But you're going to have, you cannot afford to lean into your own understanding. Even in your tests, even in your trials, even in your troubles, you cannot afford to lean into your own understanding. I'm going to say it one more time. Even in your test, even in your trials, and even in your trouble, you cannot afford to lean into your own understanding. <laughs> because love is the thing that we hang all the, how much, that's why he said, what, what is the greatest commandment? He said, love the Lord thy God with all your heart. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, right? And then love your neighbor as ourselves. We come, we talk about this all the time in the devotional. First, you got to learn how to receive the love of the Father, and you got to know what that really is. That, and that is not words. <laughs> then after I receive the love of the Father, I'm learning how to love myself so that I can properly love others because most of us have loved in a perverse kind of love. We've loved out of feelings and flesh and we have not loved by the spirit. But this comes by not walking in ungodly counseling or leaning into our own understanding. Woo, that's it. So let me share a little bit of my testimony. When my when when um, my husband died, the Lord pressed and prompted me. And I'm, I, don't, I don't even know, but I feel the spirit on this. The Lord pressed and prompted me to put my boys into a private school situation. It was not the best situation for me physically. I'm just gonna say physically, it was out of space. It did not make sense to me. Um, we were a homeschool family. I still wanted to homeschool our kids. I also knew my personal budget, my personal budget, my budget, um, did not fit tuition in it. And I just had to make a decision to trust and believe God because I heard God strong on this. Did not make sense. My mom was like, why don't you just put them in public school? You did well in public school. Um, some words that my husband has said, my late husband has said to me, which were, were um, these are different kids. They have to be put in a different environment. This is, these was his exact word. He said, excuse me. He said, these are different kids. They need to be placed into a different environment. They need, you need to put them in a different environment. This is not everybody's testimony. This is our testimony. You got to ask God about the environment for your kids. When God gives you a strategy or an environment for your kids, no matter the trouble you see, stick in the environment because there's going to be a blessing that comes out of it on the other side. So when we placed them in this environment, nothing added up. It was too far from our home. It was just this journey has been a, been different. It's, it's too far from home. But I had to make a decision that I would not lean into my own understanding. Can I tell you, every year, he has paid their tuition. <laughs> this year, the, the amount of blessings that we received in realms of scholarship, yes, sir, and all of those other things has been ridiculous. Why? Because I made a decision not to lean, lean onto my understanding. Last year, not this year, last year, I remember where I was and I looked at God and I said to God, I said, this is your journey. This is not mine because I was feeling the weight and the pressure of what I had to do for them. Tuition, clothes, I'm in full-time ministry. You've put me in a full-time ministry. Like I'm, I'm dependent, I'm totally dependent on you. But I remember the resting place that I came to as him as provider for their school. I was getting ready to set my alarm clock. I mean, my house alarm. And I was walking past my house alarm and I simply said to God, and I hope this helps somebody, because I don't even know why I'm telling this part of my journey. Um, I simply said to God, you called us to this school. This is the place that you have placed us in. This is where you want us to be. It is on you to provide. It's not on me to provide. 
It is only on me to obey you. It is only on me to not lean into my own understanding. It is only on me to be steadfast in what you have done. This takes maturity. This takes spiritual maturity. This takes getting above your emotions. This takes getting above your feelings. This takes getting above the emotions and feelings of others. This takes getting above what others has to say, have to say about your life or your circumstance or this situation. This takes spiritual eyesight. It was not a comfortable thing for us to make a decision to come to the school. It was not comfortable for me. It was, it was not. Um, and so as I began to, when we first did it, can I just be honest? Yes, Holy Spirit. When I first did it, I just kind of haphazardly did it. Like I did it out of obedience because I love to obey God. I do. But I did it in obedience kind of roughly. I don't know that I was necessarily cheerful. Does it make sense? Like I was just doing it. Here you go. <laughs> we at this school. We here, right? You know, we grateful. God gave us some scholarship that year. I'm just going to tell you about being, in, come on, Holy Spirit, being invested in the plans of God. Just hold on. Just, just hold on and listen to me. Um, and so I was doing it first of all after out of like just obeying him. Let me just do what you asked me to do. So I just did what he asked me to do, right? Um, and I can't say that I was murmuring and complaining, but I think some stuff in me still kind of has some error. Like, right? You're like, well, I know you told me to do this. I'm doing this, but I'm just kind of doing this. Well, that was the the first couple of years I was kind of in that mode. The year that I really submitted it to him was also the year that the Lord said to me, I really need you to be invested at school so that the boys can survive. If the boys are going to survive this, if the boys are going to, if the boys are really going to thrive in this environment, because I was just there, like I was not engaged. I was not being the mom that I know how to be. I was not involved. I was not, I had not sunk my heart all into it. Let me say this again. I had not sunk my heart all into it. The Lord says, if the boys are going to thrive in this environment, you're going to have to sink your, like, you're going to have to sink your heart into this. Woo! You're going to have to sink your heart into this. You're going to have to give more to this than you've been giving. Come on now. Come on now. You got to be, yeah. You Come on, Angela, you got to be invested. You're going to have to really sink your heart in this. And you're going to have to really give to this. You've not been sinking your heart in this, right? And can I tell you something that I know to be true? When you do not sink your heart into something, it will not produce for you at the rate and the level that it's supposed to produce for you. It will not. It'll give you, you'll get, it's almost like investing in the crops. It is only going to give you a little rate of return. <laughs> it's only going to give you a little rate of return because you're only putting a little bit of it. <laughs> you only putting a little bit, you're only putting a little bit into it, right? It, it put in a little, this was not by my flesh. This was by my spirit. This was me sinking my heart into the processes of God. This was me leaning out into my own understanding and me making a decision to trust God, not to trust Lakeisha. <laughs> I had to fully invest in what God was requiring of me. This wasn't even really about my boys. This was really about me trusting the Lord for what he was calling us to and for this season in our life. See, we'll think it about we'll think it's about us as a mother, we'll think it's about us as a, a father, we'll think it's about us as a servant, we'll think it is about us as a worker. But really what this was was about me investing, me really, come on Holy Spirit, me really sinking myself into what God was asking me to do in this season. Whatever that is. Whatever that is, this is me being fully invested, me putting my heart. My heart was not all in it. We were just doing it at first. I was just doing it, right? So the, this particular year, this was Judah's fourth grade year. Judah's going into the sixth grade. This particular year, the fourth grade year, the Lord said to me, he says, I need you to, like, I need you to sink your heart in this. I need you to become invested. Mind you, I'm an extra, I'm an introvert with extrovert tendencies. I'm an introvert with a charismatic call on my life. I'm an introvert who loves God's people. It is not unusual for me to be over in a corner somewhere, not talking to anybody. And it is normal for me without any problems, right? I'm just setting a scenario 
for you. Where parents have tried to engage me, people have tried to pull me in, people have tried to get me to invest, and I was like, no, I'm good. I'm going to stay over here in my corner in my own lane. Not to mention, I need to share this with you, not to mention the head games that the enemy had begun to play with me about my worth being at this school. <laughs> right? Because our situation don't look like a lot of these two-parent households these moms who do not have to work. My situation does not look like this. Not to mention the head game that the enemy is playing on me, right? You don't fit here. You don't really belong here. You don't have the income, the wealth, the things they have in common. That This is being real. Just going to be real with you. Not to mention the head games that the enemy has played with me, right? And I'm hearing the Lord saying, I need you to trust me in this. I need you to invest yourself. I need you to fully invest yourself into this. I need you to put your all in this. And I'm like, okay. So that means I have to, first of all, cast down every wicked of thought, every imagination, everything that is exalting itself against the knowledge of God. Ooh, come on now. This was somebody this morning. I'm going to wrap this up. I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to pull down every wicked imagination. I got to pull down every thought. I got to pull down everything that is exalting its knowledge against the knowledge of God because the Lord has already told me we're supposed to be here. Oh, come on. The Lord has already told me we're supposed to be here, right? The Lord has already told me this is the place that they're supposed to be planted in. He's already told me this. He's already told me he will provide for me. He's already told me he protects my babies. He's already told me this. Like this is what he's already said to me. He's already told me these things. That's the knowledge of God. The, the, the God, and a man is so much to this. He's already said this to me. These are the things that he has spoken to me. I'm, so now I got to deal with, I got to first deal with them thoughts that have told me I'm not worthy. We shouldn't be here. Um, that, that, that keep me in this shell from being unapologetically me. Ooh, can I just be real? From Keep, keep me in this shell from being apologist. Listen, listen, from being apologetically me, right? Come on now. I'm just being for real. I got to deal with the head games first because that's where it starts. Those are the things that are trying to work me in my heart that are trying to keep me from being fully invested. Ooh. Not to mention we done came out of a storm. Not to mention, we've come out of storm, and not one storm. We've come out. We've come out of multiple storms. We've come out of multiple shifts. We've come out of multiple transitions. We ain't just had the death of my husband. We had the death of my grandmother. We had the death of my aunt. We had. I had um, some trouble with one of my sons. Just several. Y'all even know half my testimony. Not one storm. Multiple, multiple storms. You didn't came out of, and when you come out of multiple storms, your foundation a little shaky. It's not that you don't believe God. It's not that you don't trust God. It's not that you don't love God. But you don't been rocked so much. Ah, you don't been rocked so much. You don't been rocked so much that you're just a little unstable. <laughs> not that you don't believe in His power. Not that you don't know he's real, but you don't been rocked so much. It's like getting, you got to learn how to get your, you know how when you get off a ship, if you ain't never been on the ship, they say you got to get your land legs again. You done had sea legs. Now you got to get land legs, right? So I got to get land. Now, and not, not also because we done shifted. We done been in multiple storms, right? <laughs> multiple storms. We done been through multiple storms. You got to listen, listen. We done been through multiple storms. So you got to get your land legs again, right? So after we done been through multiple storms and we in this situation where God is asking me, he says, I need you to really trust me in this circumstance or situation. I need you to trust me in this circumstance or situation. I need you to fully invest yourself into this campus. Fully invest. Now, can I just tell you about the power of God? As soon as I made a decision to come outside myself, <laughs> as soon as I made the decision to come outside myself and trust that God knows the very best for me <laughs> and trust that God knows the very best for me and trust his navigation through this process, we begin to experience the power and the favor of God. My God, the, the power and the favor of God, like the power and the favor of God, like never before, like never before, like never before. The boys begin to excel. 
they begin to do well. And I'm not on campus trying to make my name known. I'm not on campus trying to do anything. I'm just sinking myself into service. I'm serving Judah's classroom. I sign up to be his PTF mom. I'm sinking myself into service. I'm volunteering on campus. I'm at the games interacting with parents. Um, picking up lunches and food and meals for the team. I just sink myself in the service. I didn't even paying attention. Just doing what God asked me to do, but investing and putting my whole heart into it. <laughs> Can I tell you that the, the Lord has just, we've gotten like, ex, this year we got extra scholarships. Josiah got an extra scholarship that was voted on. Like, it's, like we got extra scholarships. To bring tuition almost down to next to nothing. Like extra scholarships. And when I was when we got the last award letter saying, okay, you're going to get this scholarship. And I was walking. I was like, Lord, where did this come from? The Lord said to me, he said, this is because of your stewardship. This is because of your stewardship. Because you took what I gave you and you stewarded over it. <laughs> That's what he said to me. He said, this is because of your stewardship. This is because you sunk yourself into it. This is because you took the campus. You didn't make the campus just about you. You didn't make it about what you were just supposed to receive from it. You invested yourself into it of what you were supposed to give to it as well. You sunk yourself into it and it produced. This is because you're self-stewarding over what I've given you. What I've given you, what I've given you to steward over. Not to mention them excelling ac academically. Not to mention the favor that they've seen in so many ways. Not to mention the fact that I steward when they were tested. Come on now. Just I went through a major test where he had to pull away from some of his peers because there were some things going on that did not align. If I had not invested, he would not have had the strength to pass that test. He would not have had the strength to walk away from dark circumstances and situations that could have changed his trajectory of life. Has the situation been perfect? Nope. Has the situation not come without a test? Nope. I'm not saying that. We've had other tests. We have had other things of we've had to endure. But the desire to lean out into my own understanding and to sink myself into what God asked me to do produced the desired result that I wasn't even, here's the power behind it from it. I wasn't even looking for it. I just decided to obey and trust him. And I just decided that if you call me to this, you're going to provide. I wasn't looking. I knew if I didn't get scholarships, he would still pay because he told us to be there. I just started sinking myself. I gave my whole heart over to the situation. I don't know who that word is for. <laughs> but I had to share that. We got to get out of here. I don't know who that word is for. But I had to share that part of the testimony. Nina, come on now. The faithfulness of God. The, the faithfulness. The faithfulness of God. Giving your whole heart over to God. Leaning not into your own understanding. Being fully invested. So when you feel like the environment that God has not called you to is not producing what you feel like it needs to produce. Can I tell you something? Ask yourself, have I fully invested in it? Has I, have I really given my heart over to it? Have I really committed to it the way you asked me to commit to it, Lord? Am I still leaning into my own understanding? Am I still doing it without reserve? With reserve? Am I really giving my all to it? Am I trusting you in the process? Not trusting man. Not trusting myself. But trusting you in the process. If I'm trusting you in the process, it's going to yield and produce a result. <laughs> that's your marriage. That's your ministry. That's everything you tapped and tied into. That's it. <laughs> That's it. This it. This it. I love y'all. God loves y'all. I love you. I love you so much. We're going to do our confessions, but two things. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is your moment. 
This is your moment. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we're going to do our confessions at the end. I want you to accept, be the moment where you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Just simply repeat after me. Dear Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I'm sorry that I've sinned against you. I'm asking you to come into my heart to take away my sins. And I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you pray that prayer, send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com. And what we're going to do is send you some materials so that I can continue to disciple you. Second thing is if the Lord places it on your heart to give, to partner with this ministry, log on to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com and give there. And you can find out all the ways we put the resources back into the community, um, all that other stuff that you need sometimes. And then, or you can cash app us, dollar sign, L-M-J, ministry, M-I-N-S-T-R-Y. And you can give there if the Lord places it on your heart to give. Now, let's get our confessions in. We're going to end this with our confessions today. We confess the word of God so that we are reminded of God's love and we are reminded of God's power. So, if you've never done these confessions before, get them. This is a set of um, Joyce Myers confessions. We love you so much. Ladies, I'll see y'all tonight at Pillow Talk. I thank you. I'll see you tonight at Pillow Talk. Oh my gosh. I cannot wait to get before you on campus, online. I cannot wait to you for you to experience the women of God. This weekend is going to be so powerful. We're going to have so much fun. We're going to love on ourselves. We're going to give ourselves this moment so we can come up and we can come out online. I've sent everybody an email. Make sure you have your email with your instructions in it so that you don't miss anything that you need for tonight. I love y'all. Let's get our confessions in. It says, I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. I've died and been raised with Christ and now seated in heavenly places. I'm dead to sin, alive unto righteousness. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper, but every tongue that rises against me in judgment I shall show to be in the wrong. I prosper in everything I put my hands to. I have prosperity in all areas of my life, spiritually, financially, mentally, and socially. I take every thought captive. Um, unto the obedience of Jesus Christ, casting down every imagination, every high and lofty thing that acknowledges itself against the knowledge of God. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Therefore, all my thoughts are positive. I do not allow Satan to use my spirit as a garbage dump by meditating on negative things he offers me. I don't speak negative things. I'm purpose that my mouth shall not transgress. I will speak forth the righteousness of God all day long. I never bind a sister or brother with the words of my mouth. I'm always a positive encouragement. Um, I edify and build up. I never tear down or destroy. I'm a believer, not a doubter. I'm slow to speak, quick to hear, and slow to anger. Katina, send us an email at info at justbeinglmj.com. Um, I am a doer of the word. I meditate of the word all day long. I study the word of God. I will pray. I never get tired or grow weary when I study the word, pray, minister, or praise God. But I'm alert and full of energy. And as I study, I become more alert and more energized. I'm a giver. It is more blessed to give than to receive. I love to give. I have plenty of money to give away all the time. I cast all my care on the Lord for he cares for me. I don't have a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of sound mind. I do not fear and I'm not guilty. I'm not passive about anything, but I deal with all things in my life immediately. I do not judge my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus after the flesh. I'm a spiritual man and I'm judged by no one. I operate in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are tongues and interpretation of tongues, the working of miracles, discerning of spirits, the word of faith, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, healing and prophecy. I walk in the spirit all the time. I've been set free. I'm free to love, to worship, to trust with no fear of rejection or being hurt. 
I have compassion and understanding for all people. I do not hate or walk in unforgiveness. I catch the enemy and all his deceitful lies. I cast them down and choose whether to believe the word of God. Work is good. I enjoy work. I do all my work excellently and with great prudence, making the most of all my time. I'm a responsible person. I enjoy responsibility and I rise to every responsibility in Jesus. I'm creative because the Holy Spirit lives in me. I take good care of my body. I eat right. I look good. I feel good. And I weigh what God wants me to weigh. Pain cannot successfully come against my body because Jesus bore all my pain. I lay hands on the sick and they recover. I have a teachable spirit. Oh, thank you, Lord. I do not think more highly of myself than I ought to in the flesh. I have humbled myself and God has exalted me. I do what I say I will do and I get where I'm going on time. I don't hurry and rush. I do one thing at a time. I'm anointed of God for ministry. I'm an obedient wife and no rebellion operates in me. My husband is wise. He is the king and priest of our home. He makes godly decisions. All my children have lots of Christian friends, and God has set aside a Christian wife or husband for each of them. My children love to pray and study the word. They openly and boldly praise God. My children make right choices according to the word of God. All my household are blessed in their deeds, blessed when we come in, blessed when we go out. And all that I own is paid for. I owe no man nothing except to love him in Jesus Christ. That's it. I love y'all. God loves y'all. Don't forget, if you made the statement of faith, to email us. Don't forget, if you give, you can give over at the website. You can cash up us. Father God, I thank you for giving seed to the sower. I thank you, Father God, for blessing us with more resources so we can give. Let me speak the priestly blessing over you. And I'm grateful. Um, I, we, yes. I don't know. Okay. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. I love y'all. God loves you. I love you. God loves you. I love you. God loves you so much more. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let somebody else experience the love of God through you. Why? It's kingdom, baby. It's kingdom, baby. It's kingdom. That's kingdom. If you really want to live kingdom, go be loved today. I'll see y'all live at five. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.